Hello friends of the valley, Bobby here. I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about our online community. You see, our hope with this podcast is to be something more than just another thing to add to your plate. Something more than just another media item to consume. Instead, we want to explore how the physical church and the digital church can interact and be the body of Christ. The mission at Boulder Valley is to build authentic relationships with God and one another, face-to-face and screen-to-screen. And we want to do that together with you. To learn more and join our community, please visit community.bvchristian.org. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you there. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Michelle. It's nice to meet all of you. Um, I just want to say a special shout out to all the like aunts, uncles, grandparents, all the people who are here to watch this beautiful display of the children. So thank you for coming. Welcome. Welcome to you people online. We are glad that you are here with us too. And um, I want to kick off this morning by telling you a really important story about my childhood goldfish. Um, I had two goldfish growing up, Bo and Henry, of course. And um, I loved my goldfish. And there's, I actually could tell you a whole litany of stories about my goldfish, but today I'm going to stick with one. You'll have to come back for the rest. The, you know when you clean a goldfish tank and you got to like scoop the fish out and then you put him somewhere else so you can clean the little bowl? Are we with me? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I don't know about you, if you ever had fish, my fish always freaked out. Like they're all like just freaking out. And I'm like, I'm trying to help you here. Like I'm trying to scoop them. So I'm with my mom and we're trying to, and I'm like, why can't the fish just chill out? Like they know, they should know I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to clean up their mess. Like chill out fish. And she's like, well, they just don't understand. And I said, mom, what if I could just become a fish for a minute? And I could go in there and be like, hey, the lady out there, she's trying to help, like chill out. And they'd be like, oh, thank you for speaking in goldfish so we could understand. And I'm like, you're welcome. And then I could go back to being me, but I wanted to go talk to my goldfish. And that is exactly what Jesus did for us because we, like the goldfish, do not understand what God is like. And he, we don't understand the heart of the father. And so why did Jesus come to this manger? Why did he do this? He did this so that we could know the heart of the Father, so that we could know what he is like. Because I don't know about you, I have a hard time getting to know things that are invisible. Like when something's invisible, like God, I'm like, it's hard to, to to know you. And Jesus said, I care about you knowing me. I will come and I will become a part of your world and speak a language you can understand so that you can know what I am like. And that is why he came to this manger. We're in the middle of a series called Away in a Manger. He came to show us the way. So he came to show us the heart of the Father. He came to show us what he is like. There's this verse in Colossians that says that he is the visible expression of the invisible God. So the invisible God that we can't understand, he showed up to show us what he is like. He came so we could see him and we could hear him and we could talk to him. And you go, oh, that's what the father's like. That is what God is like. And then he says it again, something really similar in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 1.3. And it says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. I love that. He's the exact 
representation of his being. So if you want to know what God is like, you look at Jesus. He, and he says that he's the radiance of God's glory. What a crazy thing that the radiance of God's glory would put flesh on and come and be the exact representation of the being that is God so that we could know what he is like. That is why he came to this manger. That is why he did this. And then the other thing is that he came to this manger. He came to this earth to show us the way, to show us how it's done. He's like, you want to know how to live a life fully connected to God? Look at Jesus. You want to know how to live a life fully surrendered, fully connected, fully with the Father? Look at Jesus. He came to show us how it's done. And what I love is, is that he's not a God who's like, I'm far away and y'all are going to have to deal with your nightmare. He's like, I'm coming for you. I'm going to come and I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you in it. I love that he's not afraid of our mess. I mean, that's even, why does he come to the manger? What do we find out in his story? Like he's born in a barn. You know some things that happen in barns, right? He's not afraid of our mess. He's not afraid of the nightmare. There's another verse in Hebrews that says that Jesus was tempted in every way that we are. I just think that's so interesting. He came, he's like, I'm not afraid of your temptations. I'm not afraid of the things that you struggle with. And I'm actually willing to jump into being a human with you so that you can see how it's done. You can see how do you live a life in this world as a human with flesh on and stay connected to God and be surrendered to the Father and then live out that life. Jesus says, this is the way. Did you guys, for you who've seen The Mandalorian, it's just, if you don't know what it is, it's on Disney Plus, it's a Star Wars thing. But there's this thing in it with the guy, the Mandalorian. He always, he'll be doing something that's maybe sometimes a little controversial or misunderstood. He'll say, this is the way. And I'm like, I think Jesus could have said that. That he'd be like, he'd be doing stuff. This is the way. I mean, eventually Jesus says, I am the way. He's like, look at me. This it is how it is done. This is how you live a life. But this is the way. So Jesus is the way to God, but he is also the way to live a life. He is the way that we do this. In John 1, Paul talked about this a little bit last week, and I just want to fly by it because it's good. John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and then the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's jam-packed, but... What I want you to see is the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Well, and I wonder, like, how did Jesus, why is he called the word? Sometimes I think of the Trinity, maybe he's the chatty one like me. And so they're like, we're going to call you the word, like, right? But what I want you to see is this, is I think that why does he call him the word? And then the word made flesh and dwelt among us. He became the incarnation of the very being and the very word of God. Jesus is what God has to say. Jesus is what God has to say. So if you're ever like, I wonder what God would have to say about such and such, you look at Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. And he came, became flesh and dwelled among us so we would know what he is like. That's why he came. 
into our mess, into our struggle. He is not afraid. So I want to push a little bit into the story this morning out of Luke 1 with Mary and pregnancy. And what, what does Jesus have to say through this story? What do we learn about who he is and what God is like through this story? So this is Luke 1.27. And what happens is, so the angel comes to Mary and says, hey, Mary, greetings, you are highly favored. And she was greatly afraid and is like, what is happening? And he says, you're going to have a child. And then he says all of these things saying, your child's actually going to be the Messiah, the one that everybody's been waiting for, for deliverance. Your child is going to be it. And she says the obvious question, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel says, well, darling, it's going to be a miracle. He's, God's going to do something that has never been done. So everything is unprecedented until it happens. And this is the moment that it happens. And he says, God is going to do the impossible. He says, nothing is impossible with God. He's saying, darling, I know you think this is crazy, but this is how it's going to happen. This is what God himself is going to do. And you are going to be with child. And it says all of these amazing things about who he's going to be says, you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. When he says that, Mary is sure. She's like, oh, this is the Messiah. I've heard those words before. And then, she, and then he says, something amazing is going to happen to you, and nothing is impossible with God. And then she says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. So I just, and I think sometimes I, I hear that, like, I think we, like in our culture, we think of Mary like, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Okay, could, could be. Or I also wonder how afraid she is. Is she like, okay, may it be to me as you have said with fear and trembling, like, okay. And maybe, I don't know if that, that moment she's putting together, like, what might happen to her, or could she be stoned if she's found to be pregnant when she's not married? Like, I wonder how much of this is going on in her head. I also wonder if there's any part of her that's like me, that she's like, are you saying that I'm going to be pregnant with the Messiah? Like, may it be to me as you have said. Like, is there any part of her that is like, I get to be right in the middle of this crazy miracle? A little later, she's with Elizabeth, and she starts singing, about this, and that she is like, oh man, the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Like, I think there's a part of her that's like, wow, holy cow, this is going to be nuts. God is so crazy. And in this moment, she is experiencing a miracle and God is doing what has never and could never be done because that's the kind of God he is. I also, so the angel who talked to her was named Gabriel. We only know the name of two angels in all of scripture. One is Michael and one is Gabriel. So I just kind of wonder what happens to Gabriel, like after he leaves this conversation and he goes back to the throne room and they're like, well, how did it go? And he was like, well, she asked the question about the, uh, you know, virginity piece. And they're like, yeah, typical. And then she says, and then he was like, well, how'd you take it? She's like, well, she kind of said, okay, okay. And he's like, that's it? 
That was it. I kind of wonder later if Mary was like, I should have asked more questions, <laughs> right? Like, but you know, sometimes when you're surprised, you're just like, like I've been surprised with a few things in my life where, and I'm like, I should have responded better. I should have responded different. Like one time we were, there was a, our Young Life family, when Paul retired from Young Life, we were out in the lobby actually doing a going away party for him and they gave us a car and, cause y'all know we need a car. So the, when we were out there, all my friends were filming when they were like telling us about this. And I was like, why has everybody got their phone out? And I got so nervous. I was like, I don't know what's happening. And then they gave us a car. And then I was like, and I didn't really know what to say. And then later I'm like, oh, I should have said this. I should have done this. I probably should have jumped up and down. I probably should have wept. Like there was all these things I like should have done or should have asked more questions. And I just didn't. Because sometimes when something huge happens or there's this huge blessing, sometimes you're just like, all you can do is what Mary did, which is like, may it be to me as you have said. I will go where you want to go and we'll do what we want to do. And there's a wonder in this story. I think um, for those of us who have been pregnant, we could shed a little bit of light on this moment for you. Um, Pregnancy is a crazy thing in that another being takes over your body. And so there is this, when you're pregnant, it is like there is this full self-sacrifice. You were like, I am, do, my body, my soul, my heart, my everything has stepped aside in order to take care of this child. Do you know that when you're pregnant, if the baby is like iron deficient, it will pull iron from your body. The baby will be fine. You will be iron deficient. The baby needs like vitamin C. They take it. You get deficient. There is something about the way that what motherhood has taught me and what pregnancy has taught me is is that there's a full surrender. And it's like kind of not my will, but yours be done, right? What happens to Mary in this story with a baby in her belly should be a really great picture of what it looks like to have Jesus in our heart. That there is this full surrender of not my will, but yours be done. And I sacrifice myself. There's a full surrender. And I go, may be to me as you have said. What does it look like to die to ourselves in that moment and trust what he is doing? Because there's no greater surrender than what our king asks of us. And you know what? There's been a lot of babies that have been born princes of this world. There's no other baby that was born king. This baby was born king. And he deserves to be king of your heart. And it does cost everything, everything to have him be king in your heart. And also there is no greater joy and no greater wonder. Costs everything. And it's the best. I'm like, I would say that about like pregnancy and children. I'm like, man, that cost me a lot. And I w- the best thing that's ever happened. That, there's something in there. That's the gospel. That's the story. What does it look like to have the wonder of Christ inside of us? And to say, like she said, like, may it be to me as you have said. God, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, I am in, and I'm in for the wonder of this story. What God is doing in this story is always bigger and better and deeper and more complicated than anything we can understand. And he does all of this so we can get wrapped up in his wonder and so we can know what he is like. 
He is a God who comes. He's a God who comes with us. He wants to be with us. That is what Christmas is about. And when we look and we go, there is no greater surrender than what Jesus asks of us to be king of our lives. When he bids us to come to him, give our life to him, and there is no greater joy. There's nothing I love more than my Jesus. There's nothing that I want more than all of him. That is the gift. That is the gift of Christmas. That is the wonder of the story. I heard a story once about some kids who were doing the little Christmas play, you know, and they were doing the actual Christmas story. And so the Mary and Joseph come to the inn. The innkeeper says, I'm sorry, there's no room in the inn. And off they go. And then he goes, no, sorry, sorry, come back. We'll make room. We'll make room. And the kid in the minute just like called an audible and decided to like make room in the inn because he just couldn't stand to like send Mary and Joseph away. (laughs) So I love that story. And it reminds me of like, could we just make some room? Would we just go like, as far as it concerns me, I'm going to make room in my inn. You, God, are welcome here, and I will not send you away. I will take you in, and I will surrender, and I will worship, and I'll get caught up in the wonder, and this is the greatest story ever told. So I hope that this Christmas you don't miss the wonder and the goodness and the why of why he came to show us the way. So let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for how you are a king, born king who comes to be with us and to love us. And just as you called Mary to a full surrender, God, you call us to a full surrender. And there is no greater joy and no greater love. God, thank you for the wonder of knowing you. May we make room in our hearts this Christmas and not miss the power and the glory of what you've done and who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. The Valley is a digital ministry of Boulder Valley Christian Church. Please visit community.bvchristian.org to learn more about us or join the community.